Hey friends, welcome to the Faith-Filled Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Kennerly. This is part four in our series titled Serving God with Our Minds. It is the last part, and today we are going to be talking about the, the decoration stage of renovations. Now, if you remember, we found the root Greek word in Romans 12, 2, that talks about renewing our minds, and it actually comes down to this idea of renovating. So I brought up three stages in renovations as we pursue serving God with our minds. The first was demolition, the second development, and then the third decoration. So today we are chatting about decorating and for all you ladies out there, this is probably the most exciting aspect of renovations, making the house look pretty, making it lovely, livable, enjoyable, Let's set the stage for what this looks like by digging into the word. Today, I want to read with you Colossians 3 verses 1 to 17. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these things, the wrath of God is coming. And these you too once walked when you were living in them. But now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on, then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against the other, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. And above all these put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thanksgiving in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So, friends, you and I have been raised to this new life by the death and resurrection of Jesus. Our life is now hidden with Christ and God, and we have this call to set our minds on the things that are above, where Christ is seated. That means that our decoration, the things that we're gazing on, the things that we are surrounded by in this renovated mind that we are creating, they're not earthly things. They're not flesh things. Paul gives us a list here in Colossians of things that we are to put to death and then also the things that we are to decorate with. And there's something about switching our minds, the things that we're focusing on to the things that are unseen rather than the scene. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 
that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no heart has comprehended the things that God has planned for those who love him. We are still bound by this physical body that sees the physical around us, that feels the physical, the effects of sin and its consequences in our world. And yet we have this call to set our minds on the things that are above. And we have the Holy Spirit power within us to do just that. And so I want to propose that this decoration stage is about looking to the eternal, looking to that which God has planned for us that we cannot truly fathom on our own, but by the Spirit alive and working in us as we are renovating, demolishing, developing, and now decorating. These things, they become visible in the spiritual sense. They become things that we desire after. We're going to be desiring after compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, decorating our minds with the things that are of the Spirit, bearing with one another, forgiving each other. These are the things of God that are going to be visible in fullness in heaven. These are the things that are going to be perfected. And now, even now, we have this opportunity to decorate our minds with them. I love that later in Colossians here, it says also to let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. There is this, this richness that we experience when the word of Christ is dwelling in us. And it's, it's that fullness, that abundant life that Jesus called us to, that he promised for those who came to him for living water, that fountain that would run over and spill over and the joy and the peace and the hope and the love and all of this fullness of the Holy Spirit alive in us. There is richness there. So as we're decorating, we have this opportunity to let the word of Christ dwell in us richly. And how does that show up practically? Well, teaching, admonishing one another, singing psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, speaking it out and desiring it, growing in it. Jesus says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. If we're coming to God and desiring his word, asking to have it revealed to us, seeking it, knocking and begging for more, we are assured by faith that that richness will follow. Even the attitude of our hearts that is one of thankfulness. Paul tells us in Philippians to be anxious for nothing, to rejoice always, to be praying and offering our prayers from an attitude of thanksgiving. So this is the loveliness, the decoration of our mind with the things that are to come in the fullness that we can anticipate. And the more that we're walking in them, the more that we are rejoicing, the more that we are hope-filled and freed from the things of this world that we are so prone to, like hopelessness, despair, fear, worry, condemnation. All of those things begin to fade the more we let the word of Christ dwell in us richly, the more we are decorating our minds with the things of God, with the things of the Holy Spirit, the things that are going to be gloriously awaiting us in fullness to come. Because this world is not our home, and we know that. So I want to draw your attention now to Philippians 4. The verses that I had just mentioned earlier, they come to a conclusion in verse 8, where Paul makes a list of the things that we are to be thinking on specifically. And before I read the list, I just want to let you know that personally, I've read those words time and again. And this is what I have found. When I'm reading a list 
it doesn't find a place to settle unless I stop and focus on each word. It's easy to read and to just let it continue and not to actually let it digest. And so recently I read Philippians 4 and I said, I actually want to make these things my focus, my priority, the things that I'm thinking on. So what am I going to do about that? How am I going to make that work, make that come to remembrance in my mind and therefore be able to apply it? So I made an acrostic. And for those of you who don't know what an acrostic is, it is combining the first letter of each word and creating a sentence or something that helps you remember each of the words from that first letter. So I'll read Philippians 4 verse 8 and then I will tell you my acrostic. Just note that I used a different translation for the acrostic than the one I'm reading and so that should hopefully also allow you the freedom to go from the version that you recognize or you remember easier or as long as it is a literal translation of the Bible and not paraphrase. Just feel free to go with the one you know and maybe you can create your own acrostic going forward from this verse or there's many other verses that this would work well with as well. So. Here it is, Philippians 4, verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So we have this call to think on these things. Here's the acrostic that I came up with. Never let the enemy pluck a precious root. And for me, it made sense, the sentence as well, because it reminds me of what's my goal here. My goal is knowing who the enemy is, that he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I am never going to let him pluck a precious root of faith in my life by intentionally choosing to think on these things. So I'm thinking on things that are N, noble, L, lovely, T, true, E, excellent. P, praiseworthy. A, admirable. P, pure. R, right. Never let the enemy pluck a precious root. And in the process, I have those times where I can now more quickly see, oh, I'm thinking on stuff that is not good right now. It's actually dirtying my mind, uglying my mind. And how dare I, because I am in the process intentionally of renewing my mind, of renovating it. I don't want to see garbage on my walls. I want to glorify God. That is the cry of my heart. That is where my spirit says yes. And we know from other verses in scripture, our spirit is willing, but our flesh is weak. So I can see where I'm starting to think garbage. I'm starting to put junk on my walls when God has called me to so much more. And so now, now that I have this acrostic in my mind, I can say, okay, what am I going to think on right now? And I make the choice. And I want to tell you something really cool. This last little bit here, when I have been sitting down and intentionally choosing to switch my focus, to switch my thoughts onto these things, these lovely things, these true and noble things, these admirable things. The first thought that comes to my mind is, God, I cannot think of anything that fits that list right now, except your word. Nothing comes to mind that fits that list except for your word. And then what a gift that is. 
to say, okay, well, I'm going to go to your word. And then by going to his word, I am fulfilling Colossians 3 that says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Certainly God's word is the most lovely way to decorate our minds. How could it not be? And so that encouraged me and blessed my own heart as I've been faithful in this process. And I hope that it encourages and blesses yours too. Let's pray before we go. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that we have this opportunity to have eyes to see and ears to hear and allow your words of life to transform our mind. And I pray for my friends listening here today that this pursuit of serving you with our minds would be a glorious pursuit, that it would be a blessed pursuit. I pray for these three stages of renovations that we've worked through together. I pray for them to come alive in their hearts, that they would see moments in their days to choose demolition, to choose development, to choose decoration, and that you would be glorified in it, and that the promises of faith that you have for us would be visible, would be seen, and that there would be testimonies from these moments of intentional renovations. Yes, God, you showed up there and look what you did, and so therefore I'm going to choose to do it again, trusting that you will show up for me again by faith, according to the truth of your word, who you are. Oh Lord, you are faithful and good. So I praise you and thank you in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Finding faith, standing strong, being faith-filled. May the Lord bless you and keep you in his tender mercies until our next episode.